everybody has a terrible college roommate story. Or do they? Starting this year, Campbell is implementing residence life communities on campus. These place students with peers who share their major or interests and improve student retention rates while dropping the number of incompatible roommates on campus. Rebecca Gardner, the Director of Residence Life and Housing, and Shay Roll, the Assistant Director of Residence Life, are here with us today to tell us about the benefits of RLCs and listen to Billy's unusual freshman year roommate story. I'm Kate Stoneburner with co-host Billy Liggett, and this rhymes with orange. All right, Rebecca and Shay, we always ask, and you guys are no exception, what brought you both to Campbell University? Yeah, I would say um, working with the residential learning communities actually brought me to Campbell University. I was really searching for a position that would allow me to grow a program like this. I came from Texas, um, and so yeah, I was looking for a place where I could really make an impact. Found it. What about you? I had always watched the Campbell website um, for job postings because I just knew that it was a school that was rooted in tradition, but also going really great places and doing a lot of changing. So when I saw um, a residence position come up, it just spoke to me. I was like, yes, I definitely want to apply. I was searching at the time and it worked out and I'm so thankful to be here. It just, it honors a lot of different pieces of me and um, where I want to go in my future in my career. So I'm excited to be here at Campbell. That's awesome. You're coming from Meredith, correct? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. great. But you both worked in residence life positions, residence life directors before yes. you came to Campbell. But just for people who aren't familiar with this program that we're talking about, at Campbell it's going to be called RLC, um, a residential learning community. Could you guys tell us a little bit about why we're bringing this idea to Campbell and whose idea it was originally? Um. I will say a residential learning community, the main idea behind it is that we're taking students that are in a similar class and we're making sure that they are going to be living together. So really offering a built-in community from day one. Um, The reason why we really brought it to campus, I mean, it it was sort of the reason why we both have positions here um, is because it's part of our strategic plan is to really, at Campbell, grow this program. Dr. Creed um, had experience with living learning communities and residential learning communities at his other institutions and wanted to bring those here to Campbell as well. And I think that that is, it's just gonna be a great aspect of Campbell students really focus on their academics, but they also want community here. So I think it's gonna be a great way to marry the two and just put it in a great um, union to have, where they can have focus on academics, but also focus on community and having that support and establish the community here as well. Definitely. So students will be living with people who are in their major or who have a similar interest in a certain field, math, science, biology, engineering, something like that, Um, and maybe in the future, a similar interest. Um, And these are Mm -hmm. mostly first years, correct? But also there's one for honor students, it's upperclassmen? Yes. Um, So we have three that are for our first year students in fall 2019. And then we have one that's just for the honors program students that are currently enrolled or about to be in their sophomore year. Cool. Well, I'm fascinated by this. Um, I learned about it exactly one hour ago. (laughs) And uh, um, it's something that uh, looking back, way back at my college experience, um, I would have loved this idea, but I understand, Shay, uh, you have been in an RLC before, and then Kate told me earlier this morning that you were in an RLC. So before we get into um, how this is going to work at Campbell or why this is going to work, can you tell me about your own experiences with this? And obviously, Shay, it had an impact on you. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I went out of state when I went into my undergrad. And so I truly did not know anybody when I was stepping into a campus. Um, and so the residential learning community is just sort of something I just sort of stepped into. Um, I was in one for journalism, for women in journalism. And in that group, I really did find a core group of friends. I actually just went to one of their weddings um, about nice. a year ago, which was really nice. Um, so we still keep in touch. And I know from firsthand experience, it can really impact a student. Um, I'm not quite sure I would have really stayed at my university if I hadn't been a part of that, um, just coming from out of state. Journalists are cynical people to begin with, <laughs> snarky, yes, cynical. So it's it's a great idea to put journalists together. That's, uh, that's something. I, I, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm really liking this idea the more I hear about it. What about you, Kate? I didn't, I didn't know this about you. Um, let's see. So ours are called LLCs, but it's the same exact program. And I started in the honors one. And I did not stay in the honors program, but I lived there for two semesters. Um, that was good for me because I really needed people around me to like, you know, teach me how to study when you go from high school to college. There's a pretty big transition with how independent you are, so that was helpful for me. And then my school had... Um, Basically, um, students could present an idea for an LLC to a committee, and they could tell you if you would be able to do it for like one or two years at a time. Um, so they weren't permanent. They weren't like the main ones, the honors, the traditions. We had a bunch of different categories, but we did one. We had started this nonprofit. It was called the Justification of Youth, and it was just building orphanages and stuff like that. So it was everyone on campus who was involved in that nonprofit got to live in this beautiful new residence hall, and it was awesome. It was just because you could, basically it was a way to decide you wanted to live with your friends, but you had to back it up with this is what we're going to achieve together, which was really cool. And Rebecca, did they did they pair you with a yeah. similar um, minded freshman your first year, or was it a totally different experience for you? I had a different experience. I was an undergrad at Meredith College as well, and I, we did not have living learning communities at the time, but it was, I've also seen it at the College of Charleston, um, they have living learning communities there, and the programming that they did around their RLCs was fantastic. Like, they could just really tailor the programming to the students' interests, so mm -hmm. we had an outdoor living learning community, so they um, they would go kayaking on the weekends, they would um, go, you know, hammocking together, just different things that students are going to do anyway, but it's they're all living in one area, so the RA or the community mentor, as we're going to call them here at Campbell, will really have an act or an, an upper hand on how to program for these students because they know that their interests will already be in the sciences or um, outdoor living or whatever the RLC happens to be. So the programming just can really be taken to the next level. Um, and at College of Charleston, I certainly saw that. And we also see that the the GPAs of the students who live on campus are elevated as well, and they have a higher GPA if they live on campus. And we hope that we only we see that increase as well with the residential learning communities because they'll have extra programming, they'll have extra support around them, they'll have a relationship with their faculty fellow. Lots of good things. Wow. So. so you say the GPAs are, are higher, um, but with this program, is this still too new? I know it is too new at Campbell, but in other places, or are, is there data out there, or data, 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 is there data out there that supports this idea? Um, are GPAs higher? Are dropout rates lower? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, data. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Um, 
a ton of universities already have this program in place. And so what's really unique about Campbell is that we can actually create it from the ground up and really look at what's the most successful method out there. Um, and yes, to answer your question, their GPAs are higher, retention rates are higher, graduation rates are higher for students that actually participate in this. Um, merely because they build community here. They feel like their roots are really grounded in this university when they know other people, they know faculty, and they know student staff that are involved. Um, so it really helps sort of shape their first year experience in particular. And Campbell students, um, we have data data from last semester um, that says that we retain more students that live on campus. Um, we probably had 130 so students withdraw last semester but only 15 of those were residential students so that just speaks to the power of how if they live on campus they feel connected to students and they feel connected to campus so really living on campus has a huge impact on their first semester or first year just the whole four years ex the experience altogether. Definitely and I think that's what a lot of us are hoping for with the student union as well um, keeping kids on campus really does help them feel like a part of the community. Um, so we're excited for these. As of now, the RLCs that we are bringing for this fall semester are there's a math and science group, um, a leadership group, which I would like to hear more about, a science and engineering group for mechanical, chemical, etc. engineers, and then an RLC for honors students, as you guys mentioned before. So I was just curious, why did we start with those particular RLC genres, I suppose? We do have a lot of liberal arts students and we have, you know, grad schools here. So what made those ones stand out? I would say what really makes um, a residential learning community is a really committed faculty member. So mm. when I started looking around, especially because I was new to this campus, at, um, at all the different faculty that were present for me, um, there were these four, I would say, were the ones that were really knocking on my door and were really excited about this. Um, because at the end of the day, if I don't have faculty member that are really interested in doing this program and really engaged to get to know their students, it's not going to be very successful. So um, these faculty and faculty fellows, what we're calling them, are really amazing. And so that's where we started with that. I'm picturing Jenna Carpenter physically knocking on your door. <laughs> kind of I feel like this is something the engineering program would get really excited about. It. So. Yeah. For students who are interested in this, um, especially prospective students, is there any additional cost or how do they get involved with this? Is this part of the application now or how do you implement something like this? Yeah, well, first and foremost, we're really trying to make sure that there is no cost barrier for students. We want to make sure that all of our students, no matter what kind of background they have, um, that they can participate. So we um, added it on to our housing selection. So when you go nice. and you pick your space, your top three spaces, um, this will be one of them. Great. Mm -hmm. And then in the future, what kind of RLCs do you guys plan to bring to Campbell if you had your like dream program right now? How many do you think you would have? Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me to answer that honestly, I would love to have one for every single Cuffs class if I could. Okay. Um, but again, it really depends on the faculty. I mean, we have some really strong ones here and I've already had several faculty members be interested in it. So um, we'll see. Great. We certainly want to expand to the liberal arts and to all of the people that have interest. We want to know that you have an interest. So come knock on our door and we'll come out to you and we can create a partnership so that we can really um, make these things fly and make them successful because we certainly want that. We want students to feel like that they have a community and they have a home here. Are, are both of you involved in the admissions process in uh, recruiting students and 
um, I know we have a visitation day on campus actually today. Um, is this a selling point for students? Yeah, it just came from it. It definitely is. Um, and even in August, when I did my first visitation day at Campbell, I had three students that came up to me and said, what are your living learning communities? Wow. Um, oh, so they already know this. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely do. This is at other <laughs> so universities. So much smarter than I am. <laughs> awesome. And could you guys describe the leadership RLC and what exactly that means to an incoming student? Yeah. Yeah, so the leadership RLC, um, it is taught within the scale of um, all different methods of leadership. So students that are a part of that are going to know their leadership style. Um, but the main thing that I think is really exciting is that they're actually going to pick a service project to do in the community. And they're going to be working on that throughout the entire year. So it doesn't just end with the class in December, but it continues on. Because um, we really find that, yes, students can build their leadership practice, but unless they're really doing something with it to better their community, um, it just it doesn't really work. So we, we really want to make sure that um, they really put their leadership to practice and the benefit of our community around us. Definitely. I think one of the important things to highlight about these residential learning communities is the structure of it. So you have a community of 20 students, um, 10 male, 10 female. You also have a community mentor, which is going to be like an RA, um, but they're also going to be kind of like a TA or a peer mentor would be in the class. So all of these 20 students are taking a class together. Um, so they live together and they're taking a the class together within the first semester. And then they typically will have some involvement with each other the second semester as well. And then the faculty fellow is the person that teaches that class for the first semester. So it's all tied together with a pretty bow on top. Um, and we just want the students to, to come in and enjoy it and experience it and get tied to campus. Um, so the structure is one of the key parts because it has the student leader, it has the students that are participating in it, the faculty leader, and then um, just the place to be here and belong on campus. So the last part of this podcast today, we're going to talk about roommates, and uh, <laughs> which ties in perfectly to this, because I think this is a, a incredible program, and I think your roommate failure rate, if, that's a, if there's such thing as that, is going to drop drastically. And I know you guys are a guest, and we're joined also by Kelly Noth... Oh, I messed it up again! <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Nothstein. Stein? Stein? It's not Stein. Stein. Ah, I got it wrong the last time, too. Um, we're going to talk roommates because uh, um, I know you guys are a guest today, but I have a really sad roommate story. Oh, yeah. If you guys don't, oh. if you guys don't <laughs> I'm going to cry over here. No. So imagine this. I'm this 18-year-old, bright-eyed, ready-to-take-on-the-world freshman heading to college at Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches, Texas. Shay, and you just went there, yes. right? Yes. So we'll, we'll talk SFA a little bit after this. But So I, I'm heading to college. I'm three hours from home. I can't wait. Um, back in 1994, we did not have this thing called the Internet where I could get my roommate's name and look, <laughs> him, up, look him up online and learn everything about him before I met him. So all I had was, I can't say his full name on here no. because there's no way he would listen to this, but Terry. Terry W., <laughs> who uh, um, I got his name, and I'm like, wow, great, Billy and Terry, they're going to be best friends. You have all these ideas of what college is going to be and, and what your first roommate's going to be. So when I get to college, um, I bring up, I'm walking upstairs, and I'm carrying a white basket with like my clothes in it, and I get in there, and there is this 
guy, man, who I think is the dad of my roommate. <laughs> he is wearing a, it's like 90 degrees August in Texas. He's wearing a long sleeve hooded sweatshirt oh, okay. and he's doing, he's exercising in my room and uh, he's like building up a sweat and it stinks like man sweat in there and it's just awful. <laughs> he turns around, takes off the hood, reveals this 30 year old man, rolls up his sleeve, offers his hand for a shake, says, hey Billy, I'm Terry, I'm your roommate. My first semester of school, I had a 30-year-old roommate, and so it what? gets worse from there. He was, uh, <laughs> he was, he did not like the TV to be on after 10 p.m. at night. He, uh, he had really weird music tastes. He played his music really loud. He, uh, he would get on to me if I stayed out late like a dad would and things like that. <laughs> and it was just really the worst experience. I had friends that called him Scary Terry because we didn't know anything <laughs> about him, yeah. and. Uh, and it was just this really terrible, terrible experience. Um, end of the semester, I, there are so many stories about Terry, but at the end of the semester, um, I, I was awkwardly trying to figure out a way to tell him I was not going to be his roommate anymore. And so he comes up to me and says, I know we didn't get along. It's how we talked. <laughs> I know we didn't get along very well, but uh, you want to room with me in the spring? And I said, Heck no, no, absolutely not. I've already signed up with another friend. I'm gone. See you later, Terry. I never saw him again. I don't know what happened to Terry, and uh, so that was a terrible experience for me. But it, it, I look back on it now with the, you know, I can laugh about it now. But everybody has a terrible roommate story, don't you? Maybe it's not all. Maybe nobody well, got when you're 30. involved in an LLC, the odds go down. <laughs> but do do any of you and Kelly, you can chime in as well. Did any of you have terrible roommate experiences in college? Because that's what we're trying to prevent here at Campbell University. I had a very similar experience. This is Kelly. Okay. Um, so I won't get into all the details, but I actually lived at home, and my younger sister was ten years younger than me, and she would actually wait up for me, and I'd come home, and she'd be like, "Where were you? Who were you with? What were you doing?" <laughs> But she was like seven, and I was, you know, like 18 at the time. So my so. first college roommate was a 30-year-old. Your first college roommate was a seven-year-old. Seven yeah, but had the same similar, you know, <laughs> questions. Anybody else? Because I, I want to share these experiences. I did not have a terrible experience. I had a great roommate experience my first year. Um, there, there was certainly times where we had to talk through things and figure out, like, what's an emergency? What's not an emergency? Like, how do we get through this? Um first year of college and how do we um how do we accept invitations of things we want to do and how do we decline things invitations yeah. of things we don't want to do um how do we share this space that's probably the size of a um i don't know just really small just space really. like it's just um so how do you share that with another person because both me and my roommate had grown up um in rooms by ourselves um at our parents home so then all of a sudden being forced to share a room with a different person who she was very extroverted and i'm a pretty extroverted person but she like woke up talking and i um, <laughs> did not so i needed a little bit of time so just learning each other's styles of like okay this is how she is in the morning and this is how um i am in the morning so just learning about each other was quite an adventure but I mean I love her still talk to her today she's the best but we didn't know each other going in so that gave us some basis so and I think that that's something students do often now with Facebook and with the internet is they know about their roommate coming in but that can either set you up for great failure or great great disappointment well not only on do it. they know their roommate but they're planning their their pillows and, oh, yeah, and you know they're matching yeah, things and and, and maybe you, you guys don't have terrible roommate experiences, but I'm sure we're not going to name names in here, but you've heard these oh, yeah. terrible experiences. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
again, we're, we're not. I know it's all secret and, and and privacy and everything like that. But I, is there anything you can share with us that uh, of some of the stories you've heard, even in your short time since you've been here, that you can share? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you can share is kind of hard. Um, I will tell a story from a previous institution where I actually had to negotiate um, a roommate conflict involving one of the roommates had a um, support duck uh, oh, and wow. yeah, a duck. A duck. no, a duck, duck. Okay, just a <laughs> duck. Like yes. Um, and the duck had to wear a diaper and it wasn't wearing a diaper. <laughs> and I guess it had laid an egg um, in the roommate's bed. And that roommate had no idea and just sat on it. And um, so he was very upset. Uh, and he, okay, I'm, I'm thinking this. Oh is, no, these yeah. are two men, two oh, wow. two juniors, what I should world say. Are we living um, in? <laughs> yes, and so I had to sit down and actually create a contract with them both, um, discussing like when the the duck will wear a diaper and when will it not wear a diaper, and how often does it need to be taken outside. So, um, I thought Terry was weird, but no, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your story sounds pleasant now. It does, yeah. Well, Terry also didn't have... He was 30. He didn't have a car. Hmm. And so if Terry had to go to the grocery Ooh. store or anything, I was his ride. And it, I think that's the reason he wanted me back in the spring, actually, mm. is because he really enjoyed having the ride. Mm. That makes sense. Man, like but it. with uh, this roommate, you wouldn't have had to go to the grocery store because free Fresh eggs. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but duck egg, uh, I... I Put that on your George <laughs> Foreman in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing your roommate stories with us. We are hoping that in the future of Campbell University, we have a, a lot fewer of those and a lot more people staying on campus. And thank you so much for all your work on this project, and we're looking forward to hearing about it. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. We are so excited. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact the Office of Residence Life, and we'll be happy to help. I do support more support ducks, though. <laughs>